into the contest. It's Tuesday the 8th of June. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, former Australian cricketer Shane Lee. And you worked your ass off today. Made a very busy day at work, but I uh, had a little bit of time to polish off my boots to put on on Wednesday night for the State of Origin, mate. I can't wait for Wednesday to come around. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm ready. Mouth guard's clean. I'm ready to go. I'm glad you said you polished your boots. <laughs> all right, coming up, all things rugby league with Katie Brown and our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, will cast his eye not only at the A-League, the Euros, but also the Olympics just around the corner. And just by the way, this week we have a wonderful giveaway. It will continue for the next few weeks, of course. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook and you could win for yourself a signed Wanderers Spartan Soccer Ball. That is a signed Wanderers, Western Sydney Wanderers Spartan Soccer Ball. So follow us on Twitter or Facebook and someone, Shane, will walk away a winner. Okay, Shane, Daly Cherry Evans says, don't milk it. He's asked Queensland players and New South Wales players, don't milk it. Do you reckon there's any, any chance, seven minutes to go, yeah. that someone's not going to milk? Like, who cares what Daly Cherry Evans says? Honestly, right, this guy, State of Origin should be played hard and fair. Like, talk about milking the game. That's ridiculous. Right? He'll milk it himself, well, won't he? Well, He'll, yeah, of course it doesn't he will. matter. Like, all of a sudden, this guy's the messiah. You know, one minute he's saying, get rid of Peter Volandis, and now he's sort of saying, you know, behind the scenes, you know, he's controlling the game. Mate, get over it. Do your job. And uh, hopefully we'll walk all over you on during, during the match daily. But, uh, yeah, just, just zip it, buddy. That's the thing about uh, advantage in sport, isn't it? Anything inside the rules. Mm. And I think that the best players have always worked it that way. But I've never watched a state of origin over the years where you think they're milking, milking, milking. It's always been played really hard and fair. The best team generally wins. Unfortunately, Queensland's had the had the had the sort of uh, take on us over the last few years. But but it's always played tough, mate. No one's milking. Um, you know, stop talking about negative stuff when it comes to state of origin. It's a great product. Yeah, Daly Cherry Evans. He'll uh, be pivotal if Queensland wins. Yep. I'm very much like you, hopeful that that does not happen. This is afternoon sport coming up next. All things rugby league. Katie. Brown, of course, she plays it, reports it, presents it. She's next. Time to talk the greatest game of all, Rugby League, and someone that plays it, presents it, reports it. Katie Brown, how are you? I'm well, Tim and Shane. How are you both? Katie, I'm very excited. Uh, Wednesday's getting close. I'm very excited. What's the Blues take on the might of the Maroons? But let's start with something a little bit sort of offbeat. But the Raiders, um, is it Stuart Curtis Stone? It's Curtis Stone, is that his name? Stuart <laughs> Curtis Stone. <laughs> oh, you went from you went from the Shepherd Coles to an actor. Curtis Scott. So he works He works at Coles. He gets his fights in nightclubs. What's going on with him? Look, he could be working in Coles soon. Curtis Scott. He's 23, <laughs> played 71 games, and he's got himself in hot water again. We know last year he got in trouble with the police, but he was. We need to, we need to stress that he was um, – um, released of any of those charges. So he was okay. found not guilty of any of those charges last year. But on this, um, it's alleged that he punched a patron at a pub. Uh, mm-hmm. And interestingly, I thought with the two reports out of our two big newspapers, they both reported it quite differently. But the bottom line is Raiders have just got another speed bump to yeah. deal with. Um, they've already had so many issues this season and uh, sitting down near the bottom of the ladder. Well, I'm sure you agree with me, Caddy. We hope that Queensland get it completely wrong 
on Wednesday night. Um, <laughs> no, not at oh, all. You know, oh, sorry. Okay. I, I thought you did. I thought you'd become a blue in the last no, week. No, I got worked up ahead of this interview because I thought, gave it to me last week. What's he, what's he going to chuck at me? No, but look, this is, look, this is uh, mind-boggling. How wasn't Ben Hunt in the original squad? Oh, look, I think he's been in some of the best form of his career and he had a cracker last week. I just don't get that. I don't get it either, and I am sitting on the Queensland bandwagon, remember? So I just think his utility value uh, is so underrated, and they've already found themselves in hot water. I mean, Reid Marnie, they let, they let him go back and play club football. He's dislocated his shoulder, well, sublaxed his um, shoulder, and now will miss some time on the sidelines. They're hoping it'd only be a couple of weeks, but he should never have missed out in the first place. He should have always been in that extended squad. Anyway, you see him coming to save the day. Um, it's not likely that he'll play. Uh, Harry Grant is expected to play the full 80, um, and so he'll he'll just stay as 19th. But if anything changes, you know that Dane Gagai, he's been pretty sick, so who knows? He may may have to play. But as you say, really disappointing for Reid, isn't it? You know, a young guy, he's, he's in the form of his career. He's, he's a young guy coming through. It's all happening for him, and now – Injury could seem he may never get the chance again. Yeah. No, I I hope that's not the case. I mean, mm. he's only a young bloke too, twenty three, and he has been so good defensively and attack. He's so quick. Mm. He reminds me a bit like Damian Cook, but he really deserved his chance. And I, to be fair, I thought he could have still played hooker. Harry Grant can play the fourteen so well, and would have added that X factor off the bench. But, uh, I mean, hey, I'm not the coach. Um, and then it just sucks that Reid goes back, plays club football and hurts himself. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's the difficult thing in this game, isn't it? Now the arrival of the Maroons in Townsville had a bit of National Lampoon's vacation when Chevy Chase and the family went to Wally World when it was a public holiday and there was no one there. There was no one there to clap them in. No one. <laughs> I knew you could not wait to talk about this. Far out. It's a very good $8 million spend by uh, Anastasia, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. well No done. one there. <laughs> uh, 8.3. Get it right. <laughs> and the Blues had no fans either, okay? God. No, no seriousness. We didn't, there want, was, them. Uh, we didn't want them there. <laughs> there were only, only people who were on the same flight, really, there and people waiting <laughs> to pick up their partners and kids or whatnot. So that was a bit disappointing. There was plenty of balloons and streamers, but don't you worry. Wednesday night, it will be a sea of maroon at that stadium. Yeah, hopefully they'll all be crying tears of disappointment now. Now, uh, look, is, is it worth asking your tip? Because, uh, look, I know which way you're going to go. It's a bit like Glenn, Mar- Glenn McGraw when he tips before the Ashes 5-0. But um, how do you reckon it's going to play out? I think Queensland will win by eight. Wow. Uh, so I'm going to go – I'm not sure. Maybe it'll be a low scoring. Let's go 20 to 14 Queensland way. Oh, wait, that's six points. That's six, yeah. 20 to 12. <laughs> how did you go? <laughs> <laughs> 20 to 12. Love there that. we go. <laughs> um, but I think they've both tried to make this gentleman's agreement that they're not mm. going to milk penalties. Um, I heard Cameron Smith talk this morning and he said, if the game's on the line and there's 10 minutes to go and it's 12 all, oh, I yeah. am milking. Of course you will, yeah. What? This Daly Cherry Evans, like, he does my head in this bloke. Like, one minute he's saying, they're behind the scenes saying, let's get rid of Peter Volandis, and now he's saying, everyone stop milking. Like, come on, mate, where do you sit? He's all over the shop, Daly. He's on the fence. Hyphenated names, you know, you never trust people with hyphenated names. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, look, we spoke about it earlier in the show, but uh, look, I, I think Cameron Smith's on the money. Uh, Origin's on the line. It's eight all late. You're going to milk or not to milk? You're milking. You're milking every day of the week. Now, Brett Morris. Uh, look, we saw those those pretty moving scenes uh, a few weeks back when he injured himself, and we pretty much thought that was the end for him when his brother embraced him, and the, there were the tears. But the official uh, announcement today. Or yesterday, or late yesterday, it actually was. Yeah, and the three of us, I remember we all were speaking Mm. about how sad Mm. we were about a month ago. Just to see him, we knew that it was bad. And when it got confirmed he'd done his ACL, we thought, all right, well, it's very unlikely that he'll he'll come back after that. So the Roosters and Brett Morris have announced today that, yes, he'll hang up the boots. He won't play again. But Christ, he did some incredible stuff during his career. Two premierships. 176 tries, um, played for Australia, New South Wales. And you know what the best part is, is that he's a great bloke. And he's a winner. Absolute winner, that guy. Yeah, he's a tough guy. He's a winner. Yeah, you'd, you'd have him on your team every day, wouldn't you? Yeah, I used to love it. I used to do all the openers mm. for Channel 9 for State of Origin when those two were just coming in. And some of the stories that they used to – to tell us about how they used to play tricks on their mum and their grandmum about who was who and who because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. almost impossible to tell the difference. So we look, we they're good guys, amazing footballers, and we wish Brett all the very best going forward. Katie, I'd love to say I wish Queensland all the best, but I don't. But I wish no, you can't. all the best, and yeah. I look forward to talking to you next week. <laughs> if I'm still here, gosh, play right. cards right. No, you're important. You are important. We'll send you some flowers. Gents. <laughs> Coming up on Afternoon Sport, our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, all things the world game. Rugby, it's a game they play in heaven. Look out for our podcast, The Running Game, where Matt Dunning joins me, Tim Gilbert. Each week, we speak to players, coaches and legends of the game. We look at the game from every angle at all levels, from test rugby, the club game, city to country and the way it's played at school. The Running Game. Come find us on your podcast app. All right, it is time to uh, check in with our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert. But first off, Rob, we just want to check on your welfare. How's lockdown going, mate? You're based in Melbourne, obviously. Yeah, I could give you my true opinion or <laughs> I could alternately say, yeah, it's going fine. But uh, no, um, uh, we are all praying that on Thursday the lockdown gets lifted and uh, we can resume some sense of normality this weekend uh, over the long weekend. But, uh, yeah, I've had a gutful. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. But uh, A-League, uh, we haven't had a gutful. Phil there, mate. The Mariners are taking on MacArthur FC in their first year. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great result uh, for both clubs, really. Um, the uh, Mariners, I know you spoke to Alan Stadich, uh, mm. and uh, obviously, uh, you know, from um, from um, the basement to the penthouse um, in the last few seasons for them, four mm. out of the last five wooden spoons for the Mariners. They play MacArthur FC on their debut season. Uh, it's the two last two Matildas coaches, in fact, Stadich yeah. versus uh, Ante Milicic. Uh, it's going to be played at the Central Coast Stadium. And I just, look, I'm pleased that MacArthur got the job done in their opening season. There's still plenty of questions to be answered in the local area um, as to support, but, you know, you can blame COVID for a bit of that. But uh, I'd love to see the Central Coast Mariners get through and uh, and play uh, for a, a spot in the grand final, most likely against Sydney FC. The other uh, elimination final, of course, Brisbane Raw versus Adelaide United, and they take on Melbourne City, uh, the winner of that match. Yeah, I think they're pretty happy that they're, they've actually got to this point because they've spluttered throughout the season again because of COVID uh, problems that have uh, sort of messed things up, but they're there now. So big expectations on the finals. But also, Rob, of course, um, 
of the Olympic squad, Graham Arnold's Olympic squad. It gets named in late June, and I know Alan Stadjic said to us yesterday that he was very confident that they'll have a couple of players there. Yeah, well, look, uh, obviously the under-23 tournament where uh, Graham Arnold, the coach, has got the, the right to select uh, three senior players, uh, and this does tie into the, the A-League semifinals, of course, because we've currently got that uh, Socceroo squad away in Kuwait playing in the hub. They uh, um, they had a good win against Kuwait the other night in the first of their four matches. So so Arnold will be watching players there, some of whom are under 23. Um, six of them are, are mm. playing across the, the Melbourne City, Sydney FC. And of course, Ruan Tongik, one of uh, one of Alan Stadge's discharges who um, who is uh, is there as well. So it, uh, it, it's, a, it's a mixture of uh, expectation around Ollie Roo's uh, selection for for the Tokyo Olympics, um, does this bring into play uh, some of the lower-ranked teams in the top six for uh, uh, a, t- a tilt at the grand final? And of course, uh, you know, we're, meanwhile we're watching the Socceroos and hoping that they kick on. So it sort of it all blends into each other, doesn't it? Mate, are we any chance? You reckon? Honestly, well, the um, the way that the tournament's structured. Um, the uh, um, the chances uh, really open up um, for, for just about every side because there's only a dozen teams in in the competition. So um, I, I'd say that we are, and I think any you know um, close observer of the game in this country would suggest that um, the Matildas are a greater chance. And uh, yeah, it's sure. been many years since we've had both the Ollie Roos and the Matildas um, in uh, Olympic contention. So uh, the the Matildas have been a, a favourite to win a medal for the last several Olympics. So uh, you know they're the ones who I think that the major expectation will be on and uh, Tony Gustafsson uh, the uh, the new coach appointed after um, uh, Ante Milicic's departure um, he's the uh, the guy with all the pressure on him Yeah and they've got those final friendlies this weekend Exactly against Denmark and Sweden so two big uh, sides in international football of course uh, the uh, Matildas uh, found out um, just how much work they had to do when they were uh, flogged by Germany and uh, the Netherlands uh, uh, 5-0 and 5-1 respectively so uh, so Sweden are the uh, the reigning silver medalists of the Olympics, beaten only by the uh, United States, uh, and uh, and Denmark uh, ranked 16th in the world. So uh, the Matildas, they're a top 10 side, and uh, and and this is where uh, we've really got to uh, uh, have um, the the, fin- the finishing polish put on the squad ahead of uh, ahead of Tokyo. Now the Euros may finally kick off after. Is it twelve month delay? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like the Olympics, uh, Shane, it's uh, still called the uh, mm. the twenty twenty Euros, but uh, <laughs> it's almost like the year we forgot, really. Yeah, exactly, um, Timmy. It's uh, um, one of those ones where at least we're hopefully going to get to enjoy the best of, of what we missed out on um, last year, and uh, and any uh, a, a purist of uh, the world game looks forward to the Euros just as much as they uh, look forward to the World Cup. Obviously, the World Cup has um, countries qualify who are. Uh, not at the the absolute elite end of the game, and you know, to be fair, the Socceroos are, are one of those um, countries. But you know, in the Euros, often some of the uh, the best European countries miss out. Uh, in uh, in recent years, um, you know, it's on the four year cycle. But we've seen uh, countries like Italy miss out um, in in uh, um, the past uh, decade or so. Germany, England themselves as well. But uh, uh, this is a, um, a a different Euros from many others for other reasons, other than the fact that it's a it's a post COVID event or at least meant to be a post-COVID event uh, in that uh, it's been played 
across multiple European uh, countries and uh, the uh, the opening match at the Stadio Olimpico in Rome this Saturday morning, 5am, Italy versus versus Turkey, the first game in Group A and um, and it'll be uh, the final played uh, uh, about six weeks later at Wembley. So mm. the, um, you know, the, the group of death as, uh, as every one of these tournaments has is Group F with uh, France, the World Cup uh, holders, Germany, Portugal, the home of Christian Ronaldo, and uh, and Hungary, not without a chance as well. So it's going to be a great tournament. And um, I tell you, there'll be a hell of a lot of sleepless nights watching up the sports, mm. fellas. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's one thing to look forward to. Uh, lockdown or, or no lockdown is the sport that's about to come. It's the Euros, and of course, the Olympics aren't far away. Uh, but finally, Rob, uh, a little bit uh, of uh, a light at the end of the tunnel for Collingwood with that win over Adelaide. But the boardroom, that's still bubbling away. The stash is still on. It's like Gallon and Justice Hooney. <laughs> it's a pretty good analogy, Timbo. Um, Mark Corder, the uh, the incumbent president, took over after Eddie McGuire um, uh, departed. And um, and Jeff Brown, the former Channel 9 boss, is uh, declared that he's going to form a ticket. Um, there's uh, a, a 40-year member who's got enough signatures to court as a, an extraordinary general meeting and uh, and uh, many are waiting for him to pull the trigger. So Eddie, meanwhile, in the background saying, you know, mm. that uh, he could still be the president if he wanted to be. So uh, it's, um, it's an absolute, um, well, I won't say uh, the kind of fight that it is, but uh, I'll let you insert the four letters precisely. <laughs> yeah, shit fight. That, but yeah. <laughs> exactly, Timbo. But, uh, uh, you know, as you said, Collingwood had a good result on, on Saturday night over in Adelaide. Uh, um, they they um, just gave the um, the incumbent board and, uh, and Nathan Buckley a little bit of breathing space. But, they, you know, that story's going to play out for a little while yet. And I think uh, most people are predicting that there will be an EGM and that Jeff Brown will eventually take over. And, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have a guy who's got a similar size uh, uh, go about him to uh, to Eddie so I think it'll be almost back to uh, to where we were and uh, he is good mates with E. McGuire too so uh, I think it'll sort of uh, mark the um, well if he needed rehabilitation um, then a bit of rehabilitation for, for <laughs> Eddie and uh, you know he'll be back in the um, in the inner sanctum again would you would you flick Buckley personally <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Uh, I just okay. think that there, there are not enough um, coaches qualified out there. Um, some say that Ross Lyon is the uh, the one who's just sitting one out, one back. Uh, obviously, uh, he's uh, he's lost grand finals with St Kilda and Fremantle. Um, he's uh, a forceful coach, uh, a very defensive coach. As a Collingwood fan, I wouldn't want to see him there for that reason alone. But uh, he, he's about okay. the only one. You know, Collingwood fans talk about Alistair Clarkson, but he's not going to leave Hawthorne um, anytime soon um, unless there's an absolute poultice money on the table so you know I, I think um, you give Buckley um, a, a couple more years on his contract the, the young blokes that are coming through there's a, a lot of young talent uh, and Peter Dacos is his uh, second son he's got calling it of course got Josh in on the list um, who's uh, you know he's got a, a little of the Macedonian marvel about him himself but mm-hmm. young Nick is uh, meant to be better and he's the number one draft pick scheduled, scheduled to head to Victoria Park uh, next season so uh, I reckon Buckley's the kind of guy that can do something with that kind of talent yeah, he's got to crack the egg soon, though, if they if they stick with him for the next Well, they should have won it in 2018, yeah. shouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those moments where, uh, but for a miracle kick from the boundary, um, he's a premiership coach. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, I think fair's fair in those circumstances. And, uh, um, and, uh, and yeah, I... I yeah, I, I, I just like him mm. as, as a Collingwood man all through and yeah, through. Yeah. I hate Collingwood, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, don't take anything personal about it. Don't, don't, no, but don't take anything personal about it. But, I mean, it's just sport. I mean, that's the beauty of uh, of love and, and, and hate. But, Rob, uh, look, as always, an absolute delight to have a chat. Thanks, Timmy. Thank you, Shen. Thank you, Robert. Bye-bye. 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week where we polish up all the latest sports news. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today to Katie Brown and Rob Gilbert and our sponsor, Spartan Sports. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And thank you, Mr. Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.